0: The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.
1: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Brown. It's time for another edition of Offense, Defense, and Discourse, where... Me and my partner Mike Jones, we talk about sports, and we pretty much disagree on just about everything. Mike Jones on the phone this week because, as you know, things have changed around here in the world, man. I think things are, are slightly different.
2: Social distancing is a thing now.
1: Yeah, it's, it it is a thing. You know, it's it's crazy to think that you know with everything that is going on in the world with with covid-19 and and the coronavirus that this really this where we are now this just started like last week like we've been familiar with we were familiar with the virus and what was going on this that has been going on for a couple of weeks for a couple of months but mm-hmm really as far as where we are now with leagues shutting down, with players being tested and testing positive, it's only been a week, but yet it feels like this has been going on for a while now. Do you agree?
2: Well, it feels to me like it's been a long time coming. And what I mean by that is Well, one of the things I studied in college was biology. That was one of my majors. Okay. So I'm a little, I'm not like, no claims of being an expert, but between what I learned in school and communicating with some friends, people I know who are actually medical professionals, what, what I expected from the time that, you hear there's a virus as contagious as it was in China, specifically being in China as they are a manufacturing hub at this point and their footprint is global, you expect it to go global.
1: But did, so did you expect it to be as to, to take the shape that it did like you know now I mean you expected it to go global. A lot, oh, absolutely. a lot of people inevitable. yeah uh, you know there were a lot of people who skeptics people who didn't believe that this was necessarily a big deal and we're not going to get too much into that debate you know especially you know the, the political aspect of the debate but still yeah. like did you see this yeah. like okay this is going to shut this entire country down you know we're going you know we're people are going to be locked in their houses. Did you see that coming?
2: It was really a natural response. Mm -hmm. Because we're dealing with a virus that is highly contagious and has, I don't want to call it high, but for the type of virus that it is, a relatively high mortality rate. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's especially dangerous to people who are immune compromised or have other health disorders. Mm. So, the quarantine, let's be clear about what the quarantine does. The quarantine isn't going to stop the virus. Truth be told, the quarantine makes the virus last longer. So we should be preparing for this thing to be drawn out. It's not going to be over in two weeks because where the the virus would normally sweep through the country fast because it's highly contagious, and then once that happens a month or two from now, it's gone because everyone's had it and developed immunity, that's not going to happen anymore. People quarantining don't develop immunity. And there is no vaccine, there is no treatment. So the virus will continue to proliferate. What the quarantine does is is that it slows down the rate at which people get it. It It's not spreading as quickly. And what that allows to happen is that the hospitals, the healthcare system is now able to keep up with the demand. Because if we all got it at once, hospitals would be overwhelmed. And there would be people who would be at greater risk, greater exposure to risk if there are no beds available in hospitals. Yeah, not all of us are going to get the some more severe version of the strain of the virus. But those that do, they will be at high risk. And they need hospital beds to be available. So that is the purpose of the quarantine. So unless you're thinking is. Screw it. I'm cool. Let the chips fall where they may. The quarantine was inevitable.
1: Quarantine was inevitable. And I guess in the aspect of sports, because that's what we are. You know, we are we're a sports podcast. We talk sports, mm-hmm. you know this time and
2: in the, in relation to sport like i, I kind of see where you're going i did not need to cut you mm-hmm. off but if a quarantine is invel- inevitable that means there's no sport
1: i mean yeah, and it's con- it's weird because you know i i went in this time last week i was preparing to have our annual argument over why the first round of the, uh <laughs> NCAA tournament is trash, you know. I was and getting we had it on social media. Yeah, we, we had it on social media in a group chat. Mm-hmm.
2: We had but it at on... the same time while we're having that. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, these games are about to get canceled, especially with colleges and schools mm-hmm. in a situation where they're exposed to not only. Having large groups of young people mm-hmm. in close proximity to each other, they're also exposed to a lot of liability because yeah. they're responsible for those large groups of young people. Mm-hmm. Their schools are, were shutting down prior to last week, while tournament games were still going on. Yes, yeah. So I remember in our in our group chat where it's a lot of sports people and journalists. We're sitting there having this discussion, kind of just watching the dominoes fall. Like, yeah, who's that? Mm-hmm. Which one's going to go next? Yeah, they're all coming. How, how long do you think it's going to take the NCAA, NCAA to do something? You know they got to.
1: Yeah, it, I, I guess, you know, I think, you know, the first domino was the NBA. And mm-hmm. the NBA had to act because they had a player test positive. They were sitting there, you know, I think the NBA had no other option. NBA had to cancel because they had a player with the with the disease, and he had played multiple games. And the game and the teams that he played played multiple games. You look at where we are now, as far as as far as the NBA. You're now looking at you know the first player to announce that they had tested positive was Rudy Gobert, and we can talk about Rudy Gobert. You know how he carried himself we'll get into that yeah. in a second. You know, yeah. we'll get into that in a second, but he he played. He played against the Pistons. The Pistons played against the Sixers.
2: And the and, Sixers reported on Thursday that three members of their organization have tested
1: positive. Exactly. And then you're talking about four players from the Nets, but I don't even believe the Nets played the Pistons or the Jazz.
2: No, but they are they are in New York
1: City. Yes, they're they're in New York City, and then you have and what's what's interesting is one of the players of the net. Well, the one player from the Nets that they announced tested positive was Kevin Durant, who hadn't been playing at all. Kevin Durant hadn't played one one game of basketball this season, but he was one of the players who tested positive. I
2: mean, still around the team, still been traveling a decent amount,
1: and still living in New and in the New York area.
2: Living in the New York area, in the New York crowds, in the stadiums.
1: So, so, so none sitting of, right yeah. there next to his teammate. So, the, the NBA had to move. And I think once the NBA moved, I mean like like you said, you know, the N- NCAA is a different beast than the NBA because you're still dealing with the quote unquote, and I'm using the air quotes here, amateurs. And you're still you're still dealing with quote unquote children, kids, whatever you know. However, you want to classify them, you know, it's still a it's still a different beast. Uh, we understand that the NCAA is a business. There's a lot of money involved, but the fact still remains is you're still
2: I will,
1: you're still dealing with somebody's will, child. You know, you're still dealing with somebody's this, kid.
2: I will say this about the NCAA because their member institutions and conferences were canceling games, canceling tournaments, canceling school and sending students home prior to the NBA closing, shutting down business. But this... Like but, actual oh, let me wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. actual schools were actual like actual schools, institutions were on were on it mm. early. The NCAA, which is its own entity, was still pursuing avenues to try to possibly have a tournament Mm -hmm. with an adjusted format where possibly no fans were in the building and things like that. Because, let's be honest, the NCAA is a business, and 90% of their income comes from the the March Madness tournament. That is the NCAA's single highest moneymaker out of all their events.
1: And not just in basketball, but I mean, I mean, that's in all sports. Not
2: just in basketball; in all sports, that the, the tournament—if you count the tournament as an event—it's the single highest money-making event. Mm-hmm. And you count it as one one event because the TV contracts come in like one event.
1: Well, I mean, it's like the NBA can't pretty much shut things down Wednesday night. They had started mm-hmm. a couple. They had started a the night of basketball because the Sixers actually played the Pistons that Wednesday and they were able to finish their games. But as the night game started to come around, that is when the decision came down. I believe the jazz were supposed to play the Oklahoma city thunder. Mm-hmm. And that game got canceled right before the game. And then there were other games. And then by third, by, the end of the docket on on Wednesday, everything was shut down. On Thursday, everything was shut down. The Big East tournament had actually started as as teams were starting to as team like you said as schools were starting to shut down, sending uh, kids home. As tournaments one by one were dropping out, the Big East tournament had started.
2: I they believe were, one game had been completed, yeah. and the next game was start.
1: Yeah, half- yeah. they ended a game at halftime of the Big East tournament. So, you know, they were, you know, as as you were saying, you know, I think the uh, this moved very quickly. And I think honestly, I the NBA canceling really put the pressure on because people were talking, you know, people were still floating the idea of playing games with no fans and things like and things like that. Well,
2: to be fair, those ideas are still being floated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the NBA was the first to come to a conclusion where...
1: Like there's not going to be any games.
2: We, we have to... Well, they still haven't come to that conclusion that there's not going to be any games.
1: Well, 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 well right, well, right now, right now they're but talking right about... what it's called yeah.
2: it's, it's a suspension mm-hmm. because it's, we just don't know how long this is going to last. Mm-hmm. And like, like I was alluding to earlier, anybody who's thinking this is only going to be two to four weeks, you're probably fooling yourself.
1: At at, at this point, you know, I'm not going to begin to speculate how long this will last, but I know it's not going to be two to four weeks.
2: Just keep in mind that the quarantine we're under is is intentionally slowing the thing down. mm -hmm. It's prolonging it, spreading it out over more time, Mm -hmm. not stopping it. We're still a year to a year and a half away from an actual vaccine hitting the market.
1: And you think? Do you? No. So let me ask you this: Do you think that sports will start before the the vaccine? Because, we, like you said, we're now talking. What I've heard, and what you've heard from doctors and the experts, because we're not the experts, but people are saying it might be a year before we see a vaccine. So do you think we will see oh, sports? Yeah. Do you think uh, we'll see va- sports pro- before we see the vaccine? Vac- yeah.
2: Uh, well, uh, the process of putting a vaccine to market is going to be a year to a year and a half. It's not an overnight process. There's lots of testing and approvals. Even if they rush trials, you're looking at a year on the fast end of it. To hit market, that's not something that happens quickly.
1: So, will we see sports before we see a vaccine?
2: Absolutely. What I what we live in a capitalist economy. What I expect to happen is that what's likely is the quarantine will extend a couple months, maybe even through the summer, to the point where we feel like. Not necessarily, how can I say it, where we're we're past the critical point where enough people have had it and are now resistant to where the spread will slow down some, and then what I think we will see then is a quarantine for people who are high risk or or compromised somehow, and the rest of us will go back to life. That's what I see happening. But I do see the quarantine last a couple months.
1: Okay. So, right now, there, there are no sports. We're still waiting for the baseball season to start. In your estimate, when does baseball start?
2: That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Because... Like I said, I could easily see this going through the summer, which will take you to the point where you can't play baseball anymore. hmm Baseball is over in September. If this quarantine goes till August, you can't play a baseball season. hmm It's very likely you don't see baseball till next year.
1: Okay. So then there's that-
2: a good there's a good chance that football in the fall will be the first sport you see again.
1: Do you think football starts on time?
2: That I can't answer yet. Mm. You may see an abbreviated preseason or something like that. You may see it get pushed back a couple weeks. But yeah, football is Probably in the
1: fall is probably the first sport you'll see. Okay. So you say football you think football will be the first thing we see. So that means basketball and hockey do not come back at all. I don't I don't
2: think they come back at all this season. They don't come back till next
1: season. Okay. Okay. Well look on time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Look, this is what we'll we'll do. Let's take a real quick break because when we come back, we do actually have some sports we need to talk about. Because as although the the action, the on-field action has stopped, NFL free agency has continued. So, it, it has started. There have already been some big names on the move. So, let's we'll do this. Let's take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the moves in NFL free agency right here on offense, defense, and discourse. You
0: feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.
1: James Lewis. I've never lived in a city like Phoenix where the downtown is not the center of the city. The, what's <laughs> popping is out in Scottsdale. That's where everything's popping. That's where all the five-star it's restaurants the clubs are. are in Scottsdale. The best clubs and towns are in Scottsdale. The best mm. spas are in Scottsdale. If anything, they need to build the arena in Scottsdale and move everything from downtown out to Scottsdale. You know, They're building the White in Scottsdale. Next to them, next to them, carved houses in Camelback Mountain. That's where everything is popping to me. From what I've White seen Castles in my two years, it's uh, coming to Scottsdale. Yeah. I will be there. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Squad. Next in to the, Scottsdale, next to the spot, it's like eight hundred dollars. an hour. It all. don't matter. <laughs> it $10 don't matter. Burger. I'm up, I'm up <laughs> in that piece. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk.
0: This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.
1: We are back on offense, defense, and discourse. My name is Brown. My partner, Mike Jones, on the line. What's going on, Mike? Oh man, we're having fun. Having fun, I mean, man. Look,
2: serious conversations in the first segment, but now we now we're going to
1: get to the to the real hardcore sports. There is sports. To talk about, there is some sports to talk about because the NFL offseason is underway. Probably one of the most exciting offseasons in all in, in sports because there's a lot of action, there's a lot of movement, especially this year. T, uh, big name players are on the move, big name players in big positions, no bigger than the quarterback position. Some big names in the at the quarterback position have already changed teams long time players who've played long a long time for their respective teams are now going to suit up in new uniforms so in the break you know I, i i was trying to gauge where you wanted to go with this you said you wanted to start with the quarterback position to me i feel like we can't talk about quarterbacks making moves, quarterbacks making changes without starting with the greatest of all time, Mr. Tom Brady, who is now with the Bucs.
2: And that should be official soon. He was scheduled to do a physical to, with a third-party doctor so he can make his deal official. Because The whole situation with physicals, with teams players not being able to travel right now has complicated the process slightly. But it's reported that the teams have agreed to let Brady see a third-party doctor in New York to do the physical and then transfer the information on to Tampa Bay. And so with that, we're expecting that that deal will be official any month pretty much any moment now working out some some language finalizing stuff, but Brady and Tampa Bay.
1: That's gonna be weird. And they
2: have weapons in Tampa Bay.
1: That's gonna be weird. You know, and it's it should you would think now, in this day and age, especially in football, where it's so rare for the great players to finish their career with the teams they started. You've seen it way too many times before. Joe, Mon- you know, Joe Montana in Kansas City, Emmitt Smith in in uh, Arizona, Jerry Rice in Oakland, and then Denver, and then Seattle. You know, even going back, O.J. Simpson with the 49ers. Joe Namath with the Rams, Johnny Unitas with the Chargers. You know the unfortunately, not a lot. You know, not a lot of greats finish with the team that they started. You know Peyton Manning. You know with the with the uh, Peyton Manning with the Broncos. It just doesn't I mean, happen. That that's an
2: interesting situation, though. I mean, it is a business. Mm-hmm. And most of these great ones have great one contracts, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they're getting the big dollars with the team they spend the bulk of their career with. So when you get to that point of the end of the career where the organization knows we probably need to start looking for our next guy, developing somebody because you don't have that much left. And we can't pay you the big bucks anymore to be like a mentor or a backup. So and honestly, it's time to move on. It's, and in, a, in a lot of ways, it is more fair to the player to allow him the opportunity to move on and mm-hmm. and make, earn his living elsewhere than it would be to ask him to take the type of pay cut and hit to his ego that he'd have to take. Yeah, to, stay I mean, same, to stay in the same the same organization.
1: Like I can't I can't see a scenario like how, how would you how would that conversation even go like asking Tom Brady to mentor his you know his replacement I think mm-hmm. the closest they probably came to that was when Jimmy Garoppolo was there. And at that and point, you see how that yeah, out. exactly. Garoppolo's gone. Garoppolo's gone, and now Brady is gone. Mm-hmm. you, know, you that
2: sh- was reportedly a, a big power struggle thing within mm-hmm. the organization over which quarterback was going to stay. It wasn't necessarily a easy transition to move on from Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. There was a reportedly disagreements between the coach slash GM and the owner. They both had their guy that they wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so it was time but but in the end, in the end, that they they had they had a move. They had to they had to make a move. Tom Brady is out now. He is in Tampa Bay, and as you alluded to earlier, Tampa Bay has some weapons. Tampa Bay will be. Could, could be alright you know they they have a a, a a good strong coach in place mm-hmm. a, 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 a coach who has a, a, a reputation of having a good rapport and bringing out the best in quarterbacks even though he couldn't necessarily bring the best out of his previous quarterback but that might be more on the quarterback not the coach yeah.
2: but and that's the thing. We're going to find out. Was it the quarterback or the coach real soon?
1: hmm Did you see that meme that's floating around about Jameis Winston talking about how how it must feel that the team made him get his eyes fixed just so they could see him bring in Tom Brady?
2: <laughs> I did not see
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the team made him. T made him get his eyes fixed, just so they could see, just so he could see them bringing his replacement. Like if uh, and,
2: that's hilarious.
1: And uh, there, I don't. Now, here's the thing: I don't know if this was a real conversation of or or not, but there was like a tweet from Tom Brady announcing that he was he was coming to so this way I don't know. to Tampa Bay. And he's like, hey, you know, hey, what's going on, Tampa Bay? I'm going to be here. I'm coming. I'm on my way. Hey, what do I need to know about the area? And then, like, Jameis Winston, like, replies, like, oh, you're going to be in the area. That's news to me.
2: Uh, nothing. I did not see any of those conversations.
1: Like, I, I, don't know if, yeah, I don't know if that was real or if that was something that was made up, though.
2: But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. You've often often heard me refer to Jameis as a career bad decision maker. Yes. So it wouldn't necessarily surprise me to think that he probably was expecting to be back in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't surprise me if he thought that.
1: It wouldn't surprise me either because I think – I mean, you know, to to play any position in football, you have to have a level of, you have to work with a level of confidence. You have to have a level of self-assuredness, probably more than you necessarily deserve. So although I cannot argue with the assessment that, Jameis Winston was a bad decision maker, a career bad decision maker, and especially this past season when I thought that this could be the season he turned that around, and he absolutely, positively did not turn that around.
2: Do you remember what my reaction was when you thought?
1: That- yes, I remember what your reaction was. I, you know what, and and it's like I, I, I feel like I've never been so let down in in my sports predictions in a very long time but I honestly had such good expectations such high expectations for Jameis Winston and the Bucks. and it's not even like I thought that they were going to you know just just rip up the league and be this league juggernaut but I thought that the, I thought that Bruce Arians coming into that team would make Jameis Winston a better quarterback and he would you know he Show him the error of his ways, help him out, help him to become a better quarterback. And all he did was just throw picks. I mean he threw for a lot of yards, threw for some touchdowns, but he still threw a lot of picks. Yeah,
2: he was he was a thirty for thirty yeah. without ESPN.
1: Yeah. Come on, dude. But 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 nonetheless, he's out of a job. They got the goat now. You gonna see how so to let me g-
2: ask you a question.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Who do you see getting a starting another chance to have a starting job first? Jameis Winston or Cam Newton, who's out in Carolina as they brought in Teddy Bridgewood.
1: I gotta, I gotta think it's Cam. Where? I don't know. Now that I don't know. You know, uh,
2: Chargers are looking like the only place left for us.
1: Chargers you know maybe maybe if if Miami decides that they'll go the 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 if they want to play the long game with Tua right. or, or whoever they get
2: let's say you're Miami
1: right mm-hmm.
2: now with if you're in Miami and you're in retool rebuild mode however you want to call it you gave away a lot of piece assets to get more draft picks and draft capital. Do you really want to invest in a 30-year-old injury prone quarterback who's been inconsistent at best? I think
1: it depends on... It depends on their approach to the quarterback that they get in the draft, if they get a quarterback in the draft. But we all know they're going to get a quarterback in the draft. But... I think if they okay. play if they play the lo- if they play the long game and say hey let's ease this guy along, let's okay, not- but
2: here's my next question. Okay. Say I they go and get Tua in the draft. Mm-hmm. Are either Cam Newton or Jameis Winston? Are either one of them who you want to be the mentor? To your young quarterback.
1: I think. I think Cam makes a better mentor than Jameis because Cam has actually won some games at this level. I don't think necessarily if you're bringing in somebody to to mentor, be a tutor, kind of guide along the quarterback of the future. I I, I think. A case could be made for Cam, because, like I said, Cam has one. Now, yes, he. Let me is,
2: ask you a question. Mm-hmm. D- do you remember Cam's body language yeah. on the sideline?
1: No, I, I understand. And, like I said, I feel like the case could be made. Hey, you know, what lessons could he take from that? What could he uh, say? You know,
2: objectively, do you see him being, the, but not the type of guy who could come in and maybe reclaim himself with another chance to start. I'm talking about a guy who comes in knowing it's a short term thing at best. He's just a mentor. I think do you think Cam's ego could handle that?
1: Now that I don't know. That because remains to be, be seen. Walking. I think that,
2: that's what he'd be walking into in I th- Miami. There's I think somewhere that somewhere else maybe I can start. I think
1: that is a more pertinent question. I think that is a more uh, I think that is a more pressing question than necessarily like could he be that mentor? But the question is, like, does Cam Newton want – could Cam Newton play that role? Does he want to play that role? That I don't know. But
2: that's why I asked could he be the mentor. Like, that's that's the reason I asked Do mm. you want him to be the mentor. Not because of his talent. Mm. No question Cam
1: but his, men- but,
2: his, but his, But to be the mentor, men- you need to be the guy who's steady, calm, poised, yeah. But
1: always, I, I, but honestly,
2: rooting and cheering on your teammate—that's not Cam. The guy holding the clipboard has to always be cheering on his teammate. Mm. That's definitely not Cam. Cam's the one who salts on the sideline.
1: So then, in your mind. Who is the, who is the guy that who is who does get a starting job first? Or do you think both of those guys are out of the league? If I'm a
2: head coach and or GM, I'd be more willing like I'd be more likely willing to give Jameis a chance to compete for a starting spot than I would Cam. Is it point.
1: because is it because of age? It's is age- that because a- strictly age?
2: Age, and I am honestly curious as to whether or not improved vision would also Im- improve his accuracy downfield. It's hard to hit a target you can't see. Mm-hmm. So joke about the LASIK or not, I am actually curious to see if that helps. Mm-hmm. So with that coupled with age, Jameis is, what, 26? And been fairly healthy his whole career as a pro. Cam is 30 and been injured a lot the last few years. So, and Cam is probably also going to try to ask for a higher number as well.
1: That's true. That's true. All right, so other quarterback news. Phillip Rivers is on the move. Phillip Rivers is going to the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. What'd you think of that move? The
2: Colts are
1: now the Chargers. Colts are now the Chargers, meaning that the Colts will now put up big numbers all throughout the regular season. Mm -hmm. Might win a couple of, win some games. Might even Mm -hmm. win, you know, might even win that division. Yeah. Might even get, you know, might even get a, a, a first round. Well, you know, not not, with, not if they go to this new – with this new playoff. Uh,
2: the new format. The new format, no. teams and only one bye. Yeah, so I
1: I, I I don't think that I, – I don't think they, that under – They
2: might be in competition. For the, they might be in competition.
1: I, I think they'll be a team in the, the conversation.
2: they're in isn't the greatest.
1: They'll be in the conversation at the end of every season. I don't think the they'll AFC necessarily South be the number the one, not the greatest division, but I don't, I can't see that team. I can see that team being one of the best teams in the AFC. You know, when you're having when you're having the conversation about the AFC at the end of the season, I could see the Colts with Philip Rivers being there, but I don't necessarily seeing them being the team.
2: No, you still have the Chiefs look, looking to be sitting atop the the AFC. The AFC. Mm-hmm.
1: You still have the they Chiefs. are
2: still.
1: You still have the, the Ravens. Still
2: in a situation where they haven't paid their quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. You still have the and Chiefs. Have you MVP, still have the Ravens. They
2: have an MVP quarterback on a rookie deal. The Chiefs mm-hmm. are in the best situation in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Still have the Chiefs. Still have the Ravens. You have, and now you have the Titans with Ryan Tannehill coming back. So my question to you: Moving on, you know, if 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 it's not going to be. If it's not going to be the Colts, what do you think of the Titans? Do you see the tit- Did the tit- Do you feel like the Titans overachieved last season, or do you now see them with with their their now quarterback of the future as they now moved on from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill? Where do they stand? Do they make that that next step to that next echelon in AFC teams?
2: The Titans, I don't necessarily think they overachieved. I do actually think they are a solid football team, decent on the lines, good de- good defense, quarterback who didn't make a lot of mistakes, and a very consistent, very bruising running game. They're a team that built to win football games. Do I think they're going to take the next step? What do you mean by the next step? Do I compete for the AFC title? No. I don't see that happening. So, I don't necessarily think next step is a word that I'd use, but I could easily see them being similar to where they were last season.
1: They fate. They take on. I don't think that they put,
2: Tannehill's success was a fluke. I mm-hmm. think he will be a serviceable starting quarterback in
1: Cincinnati. Serviceable. That's you the know. word. That's the word you use. You think he'll be a serviceable quarterback? So, because yeah, not a
2: superstar, but you can go out there and win games
1: with. Okay. Him. Okay, I hear what you. I mean when I say serviceable. No, I, I understand. Well, but I guess, and it's not like. When you saw when you saw the the figure for the deal that T- Tannehill got you thought that was fair, correct? Would you say that was fair yeah, or do you think fair. they overpaid? Was that the type well, of
2: Can I say both?
1: Okay, well I, make-
2: it's, fair, it's explain fair based it. on the quarterback market. Okay. But you know, if you ask me all quarterbacks are overpaid.
1: True, understood. I guess because you 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 used the word serviceable. So then my question is, is that the type of money you want to pay for serviceable?
2: That's the type of money you have to pay for serviceable in today's NFL. Understood. Unless, think about the last several Super Bowl winners. Your quarterbacks were Tom Brady or somebody who was on a rookie deal. Tom Brady, prior to this deal he signed with Tampa Bay, in his career, has never had a higher average annual salary than twenty three billion, million. And the last Four or five seasons where they've been back in the Super Bowl, right? Pretty consistently, he's been taking significantly less than that. There was one season he came into the start of the season with, with a cap t- number of 12 million. So, <laughs> I know that everybody says quarterbacks need to get paid, mm-hmm. and they do to some extent. But The market dictates that the next guy up gets the most, and I don't necessarily think that's how it should go. Mm. You know? I I don't think I should pay you more than the best guy unless you're now the best guy. That gives the best guy an advantage over you. He's better than you, and he has more money around him to build a team. So, the market says one thing, Winning Super Bowl says another.
1: Okay. So if you ask me if
2: it's fair, yes, according to the market. If you
1: ask me if he's overpaid, yes. Okay, well, you just mentioned uh, winning Super Bowls. Another Super Bowl-winning quarterback is on the move. Your guy. Nick Foles? Your boy. Slick Nick. Nick Foles. Nick Foles on his way to Chicago. The Bears. Things didn't work out in 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 Jacksonville, unfortunately. But now he is on the move. He is on the move to now his sixteen. He is a Super Bowl MVP. So to me, that will always be what, how you refer to him. You, you know, you talk about Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, because if it wasn't for, because if it wasn't for that, he'd now be journeyman quarterback Nick Foles. But. He did win a Super Bowl MVP. You can't take that away from him. My question to you, my question to you is what happens in Chicago? They're down on Mitch Trubisky.
2: As they should
1: be. As they should be. That's a winnable job.
2: Oh, that's Nick Foles' job.
1: That's Nick so the Trubisky
2: probably hope they're probably hoping that Trubisky will compete for the job. But what Nick Foles might lack in some physical ability, he will absolutely more than make up in a competition with Trubisky in mental ability. Yeah,
1: because what I mean, because Nick Foles is a leader. That's probably you know, you know, Nick Foles is a leader, and as you have pointed out on many occasions you won't see you won't see a lot of times where Nick Foles will go out and lose you a game might not play the best might not be the best player on the field but there will be very few times when you're saying Nick Foles is the reason why they lost and that's not something that they can nece- that the bears can necessarily say about Mitchell Tr- Trubisky over the last couple of years I think Right now, I think Mitchell Trubisky kind of leaves a taste in the Bears' mouth like that, that just doesn't – that's just not going to sit well because you've watched him struggle over the last couple of years and you watched a quarterback that you passed up on win a Super Bowl, a quarterback that you could have had win a Super Bowl for another team. So at this point, I think, like you said, they would like Mitchell Trubisky to show some life and go out and win this – and win this job. But I think in the back of their mind, they they they're ready to move on. They're ready to say, "Hey, you know what? Nice try. We 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 screwed this up. Let's 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 move on to the next guy." That's why I think that's why I honestly think Chicago is with this whole quarterback situation. Yeah,
2: like this is a last hope and a prayer for Trubisky, but for all intents and purposes, the job is Nick Foles is to mm-hmm.
1: lose. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, let's make a uh, let's move on. Let, let let's stick with the offense. Because earlier this week, big name was sent packing as the LA Rams have now said goodbye to Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley now an unrestricted free agent as of Thursday night. Were you surprised by this move?
2: No, not at all. You know what move surprised
1: me? What move? When su- they
2: gave him that bigger contract
1: yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Now you, this move you, well, you were always a athlete. critic of that move. You, you had all, you know, since I've known you, since we've been doing shows together, since I, you know, since you and I have become acquaintances, you know, you were always critical of that move, and you felt like that move hamstrung the Rams, where it left them in a position where. They really, you know, once they gave Gurley his money and they gave Goff his money, there really wasn't much left.
2: But that was the thing. You gave Gurley his money. You gave Goff his money. You gave Ramsey his money. You got Brandon Cooks his money. You got
1: Aaron Donald. Mm
2: -hmm. Aaron Donald, um, Whitworth on the um, left tackle. You've got a lot of guys you're giving – Big money to. That means the rest of your roster is going to be thin. Which is why you're losing pieces on the O line. You start to lose pieces on the D line or your linebacker core. Or where you might have had two Pro Bowl safeties corners before. Now you only got one. You know, you, you, you have to lose pieces. And To give that kind of money to a running back with bad knees never made sense to me.
1: So that leaves us – go ahead. There's
2: there's a question I actually don't know the answer to, Mm -hmm. but I plan to look it up and at some point find this out. But I honestly wonder how many players in in the league – at any position, ever won a championship while being the highest paid player at their position. I don't, I'd be willing to bet it wasn't that many. Well, at least not during the, since the salary cap was instituted in 94. I'd really be willing to wager it's not many.
1: That's interesting. I'm, I'm going to That is interesting. Highest plate, let's see. Yeah,
2: that's something we'll have, we'll have to do a little research on, but I'm really curious about that because I I doubt it's been many at all. You know, that mm-hmm. like off the top of my head, I can't think of any.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it's it's not looking at it. like like I'm I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the list right now, highest paid players by position, uh, this past year, no Kansas City Chiefs on this list.
2: <coughs>
1: Quarterback uh, was Russell Wilson, linebacker Khalil Mack, defensive lineman Aaron Donald, wide receiver OBJ, offensive lineman was Trent Brown. Cornerback Xavier Howard, <laughs> running back Todd Gurley, did, yep.
2: a lot of these guys your name and didn't even make the playoff.
1: Safety Kevin uh, uh, Byard, tight end Jimmy Graham, kicker Justin Tucker, punter Thomas Morstead, long, oh, long slapper. Why they got the long slapper on this list? And I almost read but that yeah, like,
2: that list you just went through—most of those guys didn't even make the playoffs. year. You?
1: you know,
2: you yep. in a league with a hard cap—you just get to a point where it's not worth it to overspin.
1: Mm-hmm. So, of the, so you saw, you said you weren't—you were not surprised by Todd Gurley's release. Was there a release this week that surprised you? Another big release?
2: No, a trade. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, the Andre
2: Hopkins trade surprised.
1: Why did that surprise you? And you had some, and That's you had some things to say about that, especially uh, with Hopkins. Uh, I guess uh, Michael Irvin came out and uh, dropped some revelations on that whole, on his whole departure that you talked about. Like, wh- what about that trade surprised you, and what about just the circumstances surrounding his ouster? What like what stood out to you about that?
2: The trade surprises me because when you actually have a highly productive superstar receiver on a team with a young quarterback who's not due to get paid this yet, why move him before this season's over? You got him under contract for three more years. Maybe you move him next year when you're due to pay Watson and you can't pay both. It doesn't make sense to me to pay him this year unless there are other issues going on, which I wouldn't have been aware of because we've never had any reports of DeAndre Hopkins getting in any kind of trouble since he's been in the league. So from that perspective, it was very surprising to me.
1: But you talk about not – And then. Oh, then and then. okay, So you're about to get to that. Let's let's go. I'm, I'm sorry to, to interrupt. then. And
2: <laughs> then. The next day, we hear from the playmaker. So the playmaker goes online and says he talked to DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. And what DeAndre Hopkins told him was that coach slash GM Bill O'Brien decides to call him into a meeting because there was a power struggle, basically. The power struggle was the coach thinking that DeAndre Hopkins had too much influence in the locker room. And the coach proceeds to tell him that he hasn't had to have this type of conversation with the player since Aaron Hernandez. Once you hear the name Aaron Hernandez, regardless of whether it was before or after Aaron Hernandez got in trouble that he had this conversation, it doesn't matter. That name invokes so much you know, there's so much that goes with it when you use that name and compare it to a guy who your major issue is that his, his quote-unquote baby mamas are around the facility a little too much. That's your big issue?
1: It just...
2: That, it just, to me, struck me the wrong way. Yeah. It felt like we want to run a good old boy organization, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. It just seems like... like It, it seems like just... Uh, A level of carelessness and a level of ignorance, whereas it it seems you just want to lump people into a category, whereas like troublemakers are just troublemakers. Doesn't matter what they're doing, doesn't matter what their issue is, they are just troublemakers. And it's like I'm not If you want to call DeAndre Hopkins, if you feel like DeAndre Hopkins was a troublemaker, okay. But to try to you but to try to use Aaron Hernandez as your basis Like, come on, like that, that just seems, how are you comparing a person who has not brought, who has not embarrassed your organization? You're not seeing DeAndre Hopkins name in the news with, you know, issues with the law and not even to the extent of Aaron Hernandez. You know, there, there's trouble with the law and then there's Aaron Hernandez, yeah. You know, it's not even like you, because it's, it's not even like you're dealing with a guy with you know, maybe you know, maybe may like you know, DUI. And I I I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm I, I'm I'm trivializing you know issues with the law. But this is a guy but, who who's never gotten in trouble. A whole
2: lot of steps between. I mean, and I mean a whole lot of steps yeah. between my children's mothers like, the mothers of my children are around me, because I want my children around me, mm-hmm. and I'm a multiple murderer. Like right.
1: and, and to me, and it's like... Like,
2: that's multiple murderer isn't the next step.
1: And to me, it just seems, like I said, I said carelessness. Like, you don't understand, like, it, it's... It, it's one thing to say, hey, you know, these players make all this money, like, like, We've talked about NFL wide receivers being quote unquote divas and being overly sensitive in the past. But is it really would it really be diva behavior to be offended by this? You compare it like I don't have to be a multi-million dollar NFL wide receiver. To be offended if some if somebody called me in and compared me to a murderer. To a convicted murderer. Yeah.
2: That's, that, that's nothing to do with being a diva.
1: Yeah, that, that's know, I'm
2: the I'm the first to call somebody a diva when they're being a diva. Yeah. I have no reservation saying that is bad at all. yeah
1: this isn't but, but what, what I'm what I'm saying is it just see it, it 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 shows a lack of understanding it shows a you know it, it it just doesn't it does not reflect well on Bill O'Brien and like you said a, a point that you made on social media and a point that you have made to me it just does't it it that. And then when you talk about like the owner who uh back during uh the Kaepernick controversy talked mm-hmm. about the inmates running the asylum. It just shows a lack of compassion, it shows a lack of understanding, it shows a lack of respect. Like these people that that these aren't people to them. Like this like the owner of this team, this organization does not look at the players on the field as People, they're entities, the you know, the, they're commodities, and you don't want issues from your commodities. Oh, this guy has his ba- you know, the, the mothers of his children are around the organization too much. That is an issue, and I haven't had to deal with issues since I had to deal with the issues of this mass murderer. I shouldn't say a ma- a convicted murderer. I shouldn't say a mass murder.
2: Multiple. But,
1: um, yeah. Can't
2: say. Might not say mass, but definitely multiple.
1: Someone who someone who murdered more than one person, but still, nonetheless, it's like you. It's like one you're, you're trivializing Aaron Hernandez while overemphasizing DeAndre Hopkins. And even at, and and even if it didn't bother DeAndre Hopkins because he he came out later on and said, Hey man, y'all make it a big deal out of this. You know, I'm 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 good. And and and, and kudos to him for not, you know, piling on as it's far. He was like he was somebody who was like, Look, man, I'm out. I got a better situation. I got a young quarterback. I'm you know, I'm I'm in a better situation. I'm good. Kudos to DeAndre Hopkins, because apparently You know, honestly, he showed a lot more maturity than the Texans show. He came out of this looking a lot more mature than the Houston Texans did. Because just I mean, just like you said, it just looks like they like they are an organization that's run on a good old boys network. That's what it looks like. Like they just want their players to be seen, not heard. Go out, hey, you know, shut up and dribble, you know, shut up, catch the ball, whatever, you know, whatever. That's that's that is the that is the culture that they want in Houston. And then my question is, okay, if that's the culture you want in Houston, what is that going to say now about your, you know, you have a quarterback who in a couple of years you're going to want. You're gonna need to pay. You just let you know. You just let his number one wide receiver go, walk out the door because you didn't like his the mother of his children. You didn't, you know, because I, I, I hate the term baby mamas. I, uh, it's not a, you know. Eh.
2: I don't like the term either, but that was the term that was reported yeah. as being used. Yeah, which is why I'm using
1: it. No, understood. So you know, in the end, it just it it does not it it does not it doesn't look good for the Texans. It doesn't look good for the Texans and the problem is it's like okay Bill O'Brien just doesn't he just comes out looking like he he's just not not a good executive. You know, the jury is still out on him as a coach, but it doesn't help his his image. And his reputation as a person with a charge of building a team. So you know it—it it, it, it is what it is. Now, before we move on, well, as we move on, before I let you go, I, I did want to get your thoughts on some moves made by our home team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles said goodbye to I like a couple—a couple of players.
2: That's my answer. I like it. You
1: you like you like them saying goodbye to Malcolm Jenkins.
2: I like it. Malcolm Jenkins, as great as he's been for the Eagles, uh huh. Played every snap the last two years. Yes. Thirty-two. Losing a step and wasn't necessarily fast to begin with. mm Hmm. If you're a DB who's not fast, when you hit 32 and start to lose a step, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Do you remember seeing people running by Richard Sherman in the playoffs last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like that. Okay. Because another guy who was good technique, lacked the foot speed, to really like the high-end foot speed, so when you start to lose a step, you're really slow compared to the fast guy. Mm-hmm. You can't play a DB position anymore, and he and he wanted a new contract. I get why he wanted a new contract. He talked about it last off season. The Eagles made him believe that they would. I'm not saying I like the way that it went down, but I do think it was time.
1: Understood. So with Jenkins out the door, that makes room. Darius Slay comes in. Mm-hmm. Are you on board with that? Absolutely.
2: You actually have what was a true top five corner last year in the league. He's under 30. You should, you signed him to a three-year extension and you should probably at least be able to get three good seasons out of him. So you got him under contract. And you get three good years out of him, that's not bad. At last year, money's probably not guaranteed. He probably never sees it. Mm -hmm.
1: So you bring in Slay, you're now going to move Jalen Mills to safety,
2: which is where I think his better position, where he probably should have been to begin with.
1: And now you add.
2: Physical, he's a good tackler. He's not necessarily a good coverage guy, but he has decent ball skills. And he can breathe the ball in the air mm-hmm. when and, he gets to look at it.
1: And but then he's you,
2: not a great cover guy.
1: And then you add Hargrave to your defensive line.
2: Oh, that's, he, that's going to be vicious.
1: So my question, So, how much better did the Eagles' defense get this week?
2: Significantly.
1: Significant. You think this defense is significantly better
2: in Jim Schwartz's scheme, specifically? That's predicated on the defensive line being able to get pressure. Last year, there was some struggle with that. This year, you with a health with so this year you're expecting a healthy Malik Jackson, Fletcher Kopp, You bring in Hargrave. You hope for a healthy Barnett, a healthy – excuse me. A healthy Brandon Graham. And now you're looking at a much improved defensive line Mm. over what was out on the field last year.
1: All right, all right. Still need to (sighs) – Still like to see them do something at the linebacker position. That's still, you know. Yes, but in this
2: scheme, you get me a couple of young, fast guys that can cover ground and are solid tacklers. They don't have. I don't need great players. Yeah,
1: you don't need you don't need them to necessarily go out and and, and find a stud uh, linebacker in free agency. I, so you think I
2: don't need I don't need Khalil Mack and Luke keekley as my linebacker. Not in this
1: defensive scheme. Okay, understood. That's not
2: what you need. You uh, just need guys who are quick enough to cover ground and will make the tackle when they get there.
1: All right, all right. Well, we will have more NFL free agency news next week. Is you know, it, it's it's all we got. NFL free agency is pretty much all we have right now until sports finally comes back, whenever that'll be. But nonetheless, we'll be here to talk about it because that's what we do. And one day, hopefully, these quarantines will be over with me and you can actually be in the same room again and talk some sports. Uh,
2: One day soon, hopefully.
1: Uh, One one day real soon. Hey, look, remember, you can tell us what you think about this show by hitting us up on Twitter at O underscore D underscore discourse or at B-I-T-W sports. My name is Brown. That's Jonesy, a.k.a. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Now, I heard back in the day that they ain't want you.
2: That's true. They did.
1: All right, but but now things are different. I mean, you're, you're hot now. What happens now? Now,
2: I got, I got to shake them off because,
1: you know, they all on. I, I understand. I, it's it's got to be hard. It's got to be hard. Look, y'all be safe. Y'all be safe. Make sure you check me out every day, every weekday, 10 to 2 on phillygoflow.com. And check out all the podcasts. Download it. Search uh, "Best in the World Sports" on iTunes. Uh, else we? Uh, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Look, man, you got a lot of time. You ain't you're home. You're working from home. You ain't got nothing to do. So just listen to all our podcasts and listen to me and Mike Jones argue over a whole bunch of stuff all right we are out this has been offense defense and discourse we'll talk to you guys next week you feeling this
0: podcast to hear this and more Go to soundcloud.com slash BITWSports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The proceeding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio